0: And all this negativity that's in this town sucks. And I've been around, and, and, and when Jim Rice was booed, I've been around with Jashramski, booed, and it stinks. It makes the greatest town, greatest city in the world lousy.
1: This is Entitled Town. Thank you to the orchestra. A big thank you to Al, and of course, as always, the Rictator. The Party of Five is back. Welcome to Entitled Town. We are almost the podcast, everybody. Um, I want to start the first topic this week. I want to start with Shaq. We're recording on Sunday, the 8th. Last night, Shaq, um, it was revealed that Grant Williams of the Celtics, third year pro Grant Williams of the Celtics, was named executive vice president of the NBA's Players Association. Pretty big honor to garner the respect of his peers after only three years in the league, you would think, right? Well, not for 98.5, the sports clan's Adam Jones, who just tweeted out Grant Williams with tears uh, crying laugh emoji out. So the subtle racism and overt racism continues at the sports clan, Shaq. What do you think? Well, it, luck,
2: luckily enough, it's good that people don't listen to him because, well, he's better off being like an ASMR artist because he definitely <laughs> needs some malnourishment malnour- in his body. But yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy the arrogance of a guy like Adam Jones to be crying laughing emoji and putting Grant Williams as if as if and I tweeted this out as if black people are only good for putting balls through hoops. This is the insinuation. And we were just talking about this before we started. It seems as though, and it's not I don't have a the 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 tweet alone is bad because you expect that from guys like him who are just so, you know, dumb. Yeah, dumb, socially inept, and just have, you know, he has no clue about anybody uh, who, you know, first of all, I want to talk about Grant Williams, who uh, all you have to do is go do a crazy thing like search his Wikipedia page to see what type of, how much, how not only is he accomplished but his entire family, his, his mother is an electrical engineer who works for NASA. His father is a jazz artist and former college player who's been a bodyguard for Prince. Like th- th- their entire family is, are, are so accomplished. And he, if you watch him and his, uh, whenever he's interviewed, he's very well-spoken. So why wouldn't he want to asso- be associated with the league and be the spokesperson for th- the players? But anyway, the problem I have, is is not necessarily Adam Jones because you expect him to be an asshole. It's the people who are with him, the people who agree with him. There are seventy seven likes for that tweet, and you know, for all the mess that Boston gets for being such a, a city that you know is is racist and has a has a uh, a history of being racist. It it really galls me that there are so many people who go along to get along with this mm-hmm. because. It just adds to that stigma and it adds to that uh it, it's ridic- it's ridiculous and i just i and i i just think it's really weird that you got these first of all if, if one if i could give the credit to WEEI for one thing at least they have some at least they've had minorities on their station 98.5 the sports have had, have had a grand total of zero since their inception
1: it's like so, augusta in 1960 augusta where they hold the masses there's no women and and the only no black people allowed
2: yeah yeah and and, and i know the bar is low but you know at least wei lifted it up like five inches but it, it's really it's really it's really crazy and mm-hmm. you know for for all that wei gets 985 the sports hub um i just wish you know some of our mutuals would just wake up and smell the roses that these people are just irredeemable and you know it's got especially giving them giving them the ratings that they have it's it's nothing's going to change unless unless we stop listening
1: how and tone heard, deaf how yeah. tone deaf do you have to be to tweet that out in the in the year of our lord 2021 right grant williams graduated from tennessee in three years he was offered free rides to harvard and yale this is no dummy adam jones is a two-legged what did I say in the in the in the preppies? He's the Ebola virus in a Zika burrito that he's so malnourished it's in two-legged form telly, It's unfortunately it's what we've come to expect from you know that those bobos at that station.
3: It's all performative nonsense. But the worst yes. thing is, like Shaq brought up, the 77 likes that are screaming, notice me, Jonesy. What we need to do is start getting rid of uh the any any incentive for them to do such a thing it's amen you got to start policing our own not that these guys are there are, they are our, our own in that they follow boston sports and are on twitter i guess but any any anything similar ends right then and there it's it's most unfortunate
1: and it's it's the flagship station of the Celtics, which is just it's mind-boggling that dummy would have the audacity to, to kind of show his true colors through with our. Anyway, let's Let's move on and actually talk uh, well, about. There, I
2: just want to add one Red more Jack, thing. I'm sorry. I just want to add one one more thing before we move on. Uh, there was a comment under that tweet that says, "Why couldn't this have been an- the announced on Monday so we can hear your take?" This is oh, Jones' vote, yes. so just another uh, suck off to him. But the thing is, Jones doesn't have the balls to say this on air because if he did, yeah, he he he'd, he'd see you know this whole thing about cancel culture. He'd see what cancel culture is like because he'd get it. But so not he in, doesn't have the balls to do that
1: on the air. I'll throw the Belichick challenge flag on that Shaq only because Boston media does not have a critic. There's no ombudsman. That's part and parcel of the reason why this podcast exists. What what's one of my most overused phrases? Incestuous cesspool. That's all it is. It's a backslapping incestuous cesspool. He tried to say in English. Uh, get the marbles out him out there. All right. Um, let's let's get into the the games and and the other good stuff the hall of fame enshrinements were last night and it got us talking um in our private thread about the stillborn dynasty and all the ones the patriots have stopped from existing of course starting with
3: Tonight, a dynasty is born, baby.
1: god that was so what a great day that was scartelli what is your favorite stillborn dynasty that the patriots uh, throttled before it ever began
3: well, it's a pretty, uh, pretty wide uh, definition, but I think I'd have to go with the crybaby Raiders, who believe that they somehow got, uh, you know, yeah. cheated out of a uh, out of a spot in the uh, championship game, and then had the audacity to actually make the uh, make the Super Bowl the next year and get their doors blown off. <laughs> so I'd go with uh, the Raiders to start off.
1: Oh, I. There is no wrong answer in this one, right? I mean, I think you, you made the point. Is that how about the correct answer is all the Steeler dynasties that they throttled <laughs> at their infancy. Uh, John, do you have a favorite one?
4: Well, yeah. I, I mean, there's so many good choices, and I just love this topic. I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball. I've been thinking about this. I went through the Patriots' wins and kind of marked them against the, the teams they beat over the years. And it wasn't a, 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 a stillborn dynasty that initially came to mind. But I'll put in a, a mention for the Ravens, and the reason is the Pats went two and two against the Ravens uh, over the course of the the Brady Belichick era. And had the Patriots not beaten the Ravens twice, a very real scenario exists where Joe Flacco plays in three Super Bowls. Dear God, and and potentially wins three Super Bowls, right? They throw the jump ball up enough, up. yeah, jump a- ball, Joe. Exactly. So you know the you think about the the in the games that they played against the Ravens. I mean, they were epic games, you know, wonderful wins. And of course the the Seahawks Super Bowl championship, you know, started uh in that 35-31 win over the Ravens, right? You know, the the next week the Patriots destroy the Colts in the, you know, the the alleged deflate gate game. And then the um, you know, the Seahawks in the Super Bowl, you know, could the Raven would the Ravens have whooped the Colts? Absolutely. Could they have beaten the, St- the Seahawks? Potentially. The, the other win against the Ravens came uh, in the conference championship. The Patriots yeah, ended up, yeah, end up losing the, the Super Bowl to the Giants, that 21-17 loss. But could the Ravens have, have won that Super Bowl against the Giants? Of course they could have, right? You could have had a, a Joe Flacco-led Ravens team with three Super Bowl championships, uh, if not for the, the Patriots. So. Uh, you know the, the Steelers are a great choice. The Colts, the the you know Scartzi touched on the Raiders to kick it off. You got Ricky Proll out there, uh, dead in the crib. Um, <laughs> the so there's so many great choices, but uh, the the Ravens one really appeals to me because talk about doing God's work, ending that that dynasty before it had a chance to begin.
1: Can you imagine a Harbaugh bust in Canton? I mean, I, oh. I, I throw up in my mouth just thinking about it. Uh, back the back to Scartelli's point. The Raiders make a third and one late in the fourth quarter of that game. They win the game. They can take knees because the Patriots had no timeouts left. It would have been at the two minute warning. So Mm -hmm. physician heal thyself, Dan um, stillborn dynasties. uh, What's your favorite?
0: You know, I'm going to throw in one. It wasn't the Patriots killing it, but I was, I was thinking it sort of counts. It was the Eagles thinking that they finally closed the door on the Patriots and then they're right back and next year. Now, they didn't do anything to stop the Eagles. The Eagles just stopped themselves, but I, I thought that one was pretty sweet.
1: It is, especially when Peterson, uh, now fired head coach at the time, Doug Peterson, was yapping about, get used to this. We're going to be here all the time. And now he's touring camps, hat in hands, trying to network for his next job. Shaq, Stillborn Dynasty, your favorite. Go. To me, um,
2: I'm thinking about what a dynasty is, and you know, it, I guess it depends on your definition of a dynasty whether they won a Super Bowl or not. And to me, this team, uh, they in 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 their heyday, they didn't win Super Bowls, but they were considered by the media to be a dynasty, and that's the cults of the mid 2000s. Yes. And you know, and and it's funny because they tweeted something out a couple of days ago about Peyton Manning during the 2004 season. And they said that he was quote unquote unstoppable with 49 touchdowns, (laughs) uh, 4,557 yards, 121 passer rating. And then the divisional playoffs happened and the Patriots shut them down. Three points. So, you know, that, that was a, it wasn't a dynasty, but it definitely was, you know, they definitely piled up a lot of regular season wins, but then when the playoffs happened, uh, the Patriots had another story. So I go with the Colts.
1: I, I would go with the Colts too. i I can hear Gil Santos's voice in my head at the end of that 20 to 3 win in the divisional round in January of 05. Gil Santos said, and I'm, I'm pretty close to a bang on quote here. How will you stop the high powered Indianapolis Colts? That's how. God bless the uh, the early and, th- and the teddy first Bru- and, Te- and Teddy
2: Bruski to- and Teddy Brewski doing his uh rules uh spiel.
1: Oh god, that's one of the great ones. Yeah, yeah, you can't
4: go wrong with the Colts. I mean, the Colts could have gone to four straight Super Bowls, right? The, the 03, 04, 05, 06. Yeah, Patriots they, they... beat them in 03. Patriots beat them in 04. Um, you know, Patriots lose to Denver in, in 05. And then, of course, probably my, my outside of the Giants Super Bowl, the undefeated season, my probably most bitterest Patriot loss is the 06 conference championship game. I don't think I can ever... I can never, I could never rewatch that game. I can't
1: I can't either. I die, my eyes will start spewing blood if that game comes up on NFL network at the time. Yeah. that's as we've made the point, John, previously, it's like when you're as good as you've been, as consistently good as you are over two decades, you're gonna have the ball, there's the ball crushing losses. It's oh, it's yeah. math. There's no way around it.
4: Oh, I wouldn't trade the, the the ratio of of sweet wins to ball crushing losses is pretty darn good, especially when you look at this this pro football reference list of Patriots playoff success over the 20 years. I mean, it's any fan base would kill to have, to have what we
1: had. Absolutely. That transitions into the the next topic for Dan. Uh, Josh Allen just signed a huge mega deal. Uh, Adam's Adam Schefter reported after getting a text from Josh Allen's agent, that it was a six-year deal worth $258 m- million with $150 million guaranteed. After you pick your jar up off the floor, Dan, uh, the window, it's not impossible to win with a quarterback making top-of-the-market money. It's not. It's a lot more difficult, though.
0: They definitely have. Well, it, from our standpoint, they've, they've narrowed the window. I mean, if that, that contract kind of goes into full effect in two years. So they, they've made it so that this year and next year, he's still going to be making, uh, minimal dollars. And then once you get to 2023, it jumps up to about 40 million. And then two years later, it jumps up to about 50 million, you know, taking up a, a lion's share of the bills cap. And the thing about, um, the salary cap is I, I don't think that there's really salary cap help. There's, I think there's, you know, every team has to get under a certain amount by a certain date. So every, every team had some, figures out some way to do it but i believe that there's cap purgatory purgatory where you're yeah. too restricted to resign your own guys and too restricted to pursue others and i think that's exactly where the patriots were last year and now all of that got removed this year um so yeah i, I think they've, they've got this very short two-year window before they're gonna start realizing that they can't keep some of the people that they want to keep or pursue some of the guys that they want to go after um, there's one other thing that I, I noted with this, is, and, and I, I thought it was one of the Bills' uh, official Twitter uh, accounts putting out something saying uh, after the Josh Allen signing, oh, it's those those Patriots and Jets and Dolphins accounts seem pretty quiet now, and that their roster hasn't changed. Why should I care that they're allotting more of their cap to one position? I'd, I'd be more worried if he was still playing on his rookie deal.
1: Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Allen's a good player. He's coming off a career year. Um, what do you think, Scartelli? What are your feelings about Josh Allen as a player? And, and the deal is obviously enormous. Uh, the Bills are the Bills are going after a little bit more of a Rams model, where they're kind of paying their their top end guys a lot of money with kind of a lesser middle and lower class of the roster. But the Allen deal and Allen Allen the player, the player as it were, caller. What do you think?
3: I think this means that the Bills are all in. <laughs> just we all know is exactly what you have to you got to push all your chips into the middle of the table so that's what they're doing and you well we'll see how things happen come the fall
1: yeah patriots but, uh, almost like you say get... it,
3: it, they they uh they won the divisions they've got that going for them so that's if they uh they clearly see themselves in a position to uh continue to uh challenge for the division and uh competition competition brings out the best so we shall see
1: to paraphrase the late coach shades of the Miami Dolphins of 2008, the division goes through Buffalo. Shaq, what do you think of uh, Josh Allen and the deal? I
2: like Josh Allen. Uh, yeah, the deal's enormous. And obviously, anytime a contract comes out, you obviously have to wait first before for the deal, you know, the guaranteed money, which is also crazy, $131 million uh, to come out. But the thing I don't like the most is, again, the way the media just—they just got on their horse and started blessing the Bills with all these types of plaudits, saying, "Oh my goodness, this is how you—this is how you make a team. Commit, all, commit all your money to five guys, and just—and let everything else work out." Like, are you kidding me? Like, this is crazy. And and then uh, you have Jeremy Bauer saying, "Understanding the Bills' success lately is pretty clear-cut. Success. Uh, it's only been what two or three years, so." I wouldn't say it's sustained success. And I think, and that's what got into, I know what you guys remember in the thread. That's what sort of morphed into the discussion about these dynasties. It's like the media is just itching to find these next Patriots, these yes. ne- the next dynasty that is going to be one, but the bills haven't won uh, any, anything, maybe one playoff game in the last three years. So I don't think that, you know, I like Josh again, I like Josh Allen, but I just, I just think we need to hold the horses on the plaudits and all of the, you know, all the good, good feelings until they actually do something that's mm-hmm. actually worth, worth all of those plaudits.
1: Gil, excuse me. Um, Allen's cap hit this year is 10.2 million, which is eminently reasonable. The entire Patriots salary cap quarterback wise is less than that. The Patriots window is wide freaking open with this advantage that we've talked about on numerous occasions on the podcast, John, between Cam, Mac Jones, and if they keep Stidzy or they're less likely to keep Hoyer, I mean, that advantage is now wide open and we saw the fruits of it with their off season spending and free agency. What do yeah. You think,
4: John? I, yeah. I mean, I, you know, just kind of piggybacking on what Shaq said there too. I mean, the, you know, the bills are, the bills are good. I mean, they've built a good team. They've done it the right way. Yes. The way we've talked about, you know, the way the Patriots have kind of, they've got a kind of a good core. They've augmented it with some free agent signings you, know, you hope those free agent signings work out. You hope the rookie quarterback works out, you know, 12 months ago, I think if we were talking about Josh Allen, we would have been saying that, that 2020 was a make or break year on whether or not they'd extend them. Right. And he, and, tw- and, he, and he made it 2020 was a, was a funky year with COVID and all that stuff, but the dude had a phenomenal season and the team had a phenomenal season and they are at the apex right now. And, and as Dan said at the beginning, the, the, the window gets tighter when that percentage of the cap gets allocated to the quarterback and a couple other guys, and you have to hope those couple other guys deliver and stay healthy because you know, chances are your depth you know, suffers when you're allocating a huge percentage of the cap to a handful of guys. So you know, th- the, the thing is, and I saw somebody mention this on Twitter, and I'm not going to remember which one of the guys in the, in the 15 it was, but he was talking about Manning. And he's like, look, a lot of guys want to dunk on Manning that, you know, that that he choked and and whatever, but I thought he made a really good point. He's like, you know, Manning was great. He was a great player and the Patriots were better and Brady was better. And there's no shame in being not quite as good as Tom Brady and there's no shame in, you know, not being quite as good a coach as Bill Belichick, right? Or building quite as good a team. And you know, if Buffalo beats out the Patriots this year, it's going to be because they're great. They're a little bit better. Right, but I I never would bet against Bill Belichick. So if the Patriots end up topping the Bills, that doesn't mean Josh Allen sucks, right? It doesn't mean they overpaid for him. It doesn't mean the Bills are a bunch of chokers. I think you got two heavyweights in the division, and you know it's going to be fun watching them slug it out.
1: What's the over under on how many uh, picnic tables get trashed in the parking lot if they beat the Patriots again this year? Holy hell! <laughs> All right, but-
4: I. I just don't. I don't want to think about what they're throwing on the field at, at Mac Jones. I hope. I, I know he's going to be ready for it. I know he saw worse in the SEC than what those boobs up in upstate New York can throw at him.
1: Uh, Bills Mafia. Oh God. Yeah. It's 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 quite it's quite a crew. Um, next, what? I, listen, I'm get, guilty as anybody in this podcast of kind of relitigating over and over the Cam Newton stuff, but I'm getting. Is it, is less more when it comes to training camp coverage? I mean, we're getting breathless breakdowns on Twitter and articles being written about the the quarterback quote unquote competition, uh, how Jones is throwing the ball, how Cam is bouncing the ball. Dan is less more when it comes to coverage, or is, is this is it an embarrassment? Is it an embarrassment of riches, or is it too much?
0: I, I feel for those guys because they're just looking for some some nuggets there and they have an organization that traditionally is not giving them those nuggets. So they're left to try to, uh, cipher what they could from, from the reps and, um, it's less more. I, 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 don't know what, what, what their options are for that. Um, I wish we didn't try to determine what's, what's going to happen because, uh, Kim's getting more reps at the start of camp, and and Mac's getting more reps
1: now. That's true, Scartelli. Um, what's your opinion of the uh, the camp coverage?
3: Oh, when it comes down to the reps and stuff, it's a blind man's zoo. You've got uh, someone yes. who's you know feeling the elephant wearing mittens, and they go, "Oh, I know what this is." And then someone else is feeling the elephant in a different place, and oh no, this means that uh, this means that Mac is going to be the starter for sure. And, and no one really knows. All I need to know is who got injured, you know, whether they're wearing shells or full pads or whatnot. And when the uh, well, they used to be called exhibition games. When the uh, when the preseason games are, that's that's really all I need to know right now. And there's been a couple injuries, unfortunately. So uh, but some some that uh, will lead to a uh, you know, IR listing for some of the players and some of them that are coming back from that. So that's where we are right now.
1: Uh, there you go. Uh, John, do you want to John's been a fan of some of the coverage lately. Do you want to give your Nick Cattle's memorial vouch of death away now or do you want to wait (laughs) to the end of the podcast?
4: Uh, We could save it for the end. I do want to, I can't, I can't let a blind man zoo reference go by without wondering. Also a mittens
1: reference too, Scott Telly. Well done. uh, The
4: the, the 10,000 maniacs reference. Is that a (laughs) 10,000 maniacs reference or is that just a blind man zoo without the context of the Natalie Merchant 10,000 maniacs? That's that was my question right there. Scarcely looking off into the oh, distance. Some things
3: can't. Uh, some <laughs> things are best not
4: answered. Right, fair enough. All right, the voucher death can wait till the end. All right, the but I will to... say, I will say, the coverage that plays it straight um, and kind of reports some of the stats and you know, the, let's let's call it the Mike Reese Memorial, playing it straight and and you know, just the facts, ma'am, sort of stuff. I'm good with that. It's the it's the drama queen stuff that's you know the 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 tabloidish creeping drama. Yeah, you know, speculation and, and, and the speculation and, and kind of, you know, trying to create the controversy, conjuring the controversies out of thin air when none exist. I mean, look, I love the fact that Nikhil Harry, for, for example, is having a good camp. You know, I think all of us have been hoping that like Nikhil Harry is going to be a good NFL receiver, right? He, he is a physical marvel and he's going to show it at some point and it's all going to come together. And if like the coverage that's talking about that ends up transcending into the, the regular season, well, that's good. I'm glad I'm glad that coverage kind of showed that that was going to happen. But the, the stuff, yeah, the Bedard stuff about like getting on the phone early and often with San Francisco because Mac Jones had a rough Tuesday. I mean, come on. Like, I, I think we can all do without that.
1: Agreed. He's a buffoon. Shaq, um, is, is it too much? It's a little too much. I understand the the need
2: to do it because people are hungry for coverage because you know you go so long without football, and then you know, between the draft in April and the uh, in training camp in July, there's nothing else. So people are hungry for coverage. So I understand the need to do it, but the constant I'm not I'm a fan of the stats because it's like, oh, this quarterback completed 21 of 28 completions it's like does that really matter it's like are, are you going through your progression that's what I care about are,
1: was it a competitive you, you, period of practice was, or a non-competitive period of practice
2: yeah that 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 yeah. doesn't really mess with me so I understand the need for it I just don't pay attention to it because it's not like Scartzi said I don't think it's relevant I think preseason is when it really actually matters when all that stat stuff that's when it comes into play and I'm sure the coaches care about that too
1: Agreed. I, I, this is not a vouch. It's not a vouch at all. I find Phil Perry to be, be an honest guy. He does honest work, but he's he, the breakdown and the minutiae and the grading that he's doing come. Kind of sometimes I find a little bit too much, but again, it's, he's offering an honest day's work. It's just, it's just not for me. So that's that the Nikhil Harry stuff. I will say, you know, I'll be calling a doctor in four hours if there's <laughs> another report. Of yeah. him, you know, standing out can in camp. I, and he's doing against can I just say my,
2: that was my vouch <laughs> a couple <of> weeks ago. <laughs> that was my vouch. And, and it it blew seemed like it was blowing up a couple of weeks ago, but now you know, according to the people are saying that he's the best player in all of Patriots training camp. So
1: and he's you know. doing it against a good defense. That's yeah. very heartening.
2: It's
3: it's not every vouch that can manifest itself into an ill-advised uh Message from a uh, agent.
0: That's, true. But, you know,
3: that's that's the power we have. And, and there's something else I forgot that I to mention that I'd like to know what goes on at that camp. If, say, there's a uh, giant brawl between players that takes place, I should like to know about that. <laughs> like what occurred in Giants camp the other day.
1: That's an absolute wild story. Joe Judge is evidently a Coach Hardo down there. And it's has got Daniel Jones... Underneath the pile of either the alleged franchise quarterback. Sorry, Dave, narrator, he's not. <laughs> Daniel Jones at the bottom of a pile, which he's kind of used to when he's, he tends to fall down on the job uh, occasionally. But yeah, that Giants brawl was wild, Scartelli.
3: Weird, wacky stuff. You not it bring up the Patriots started. guy who, uh, you know, sort of uh, instigated it.
1: It
0: was Logan Ryan. What did One he have to greats. say?
3: Something, uh, something unkind?
0: Yeah well uh, what's the tight end there is it Evan Ingram? Is Evan that, Ingram. Uh, yeah and he, and he was he was saying that if you he called him butterfingers. That was that was what <laughs> I loved. He yeah. said something if you had had a played with a little bit more passion butterfingers man. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Got to love, love the passion. Logan
0: Ryan forever for that.
1: Yeah, Logan Ryan eternally one of the greats. Gosh, he was a key member of some really really good Patriot defenses. Um, I thought this was worthwhile to touch on because I know that this irritates Shaq to no end. The media sucking off Dan Campbell, coach the original coach Hardo in Detroit, coach Oklahoma Drill Shaq. It's it's kind of embarrassing. He's putting on a, it's a like a vaudeville act every time the Lions have uh, coach availability. It's uh, he's he's shotgunning Red Bulls on top of tri- triple mocha lattes. I mean, what the hell? What the hell's going on out there? I'm curious if he
2: likes to sniff feet because he he really (laughs) reminds me of Rex Ryan. The parallels are so clear here. And, you know, I'm seeing all of these tweets about, oh, him doing push-ups and he's doing ups with the players and give me a freaking break. It's, he wins the pressure. He's, Lions fans never got this from arrogant Matt Patricia. You know, he, (laughs) it, 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 it. it really annoys the heck out of me. I'm really and I'm 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 clavin shaking, I'm clavin shaking. <laughs> like this is just annoying the hell out of me. He hasn't done a thing. And the fact that you can win the media over just by doing a couple of push-ups for hard and being great on hard knocks and being reality star. Mm-hmm. It, it how is how does that make you a leader of men? How does that make you a leader of of players and and even implementing playbooks? Because at the end of the day, you're still the, the coach of the Lions. So you're going to have to do some heavy lifting on that aspect. But also, just it, it, it's crazy. Once the season gets started, you're going to have to shut all that stuff down. I mean, unless, again, you are Rex Ryan and you really need that attention. But it, it, it galls me. It really does. The media is just so hyped up over this guy, and I, I can't
1: take it. I feel like he's auditioning for the lead role in a remake of Varsity Blues as the Hardo coach. <laughs> Uh, John, the Dan Campbell thing. I mean, yeah. come on. It's, 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 the idea that Jared Goff is going to be his quarterback blows my mind.
4: I, I honestly, I don't even know. I, I don't know anything about that, but I've got a theory. Football guy is a slur. If you get called a football guy, <laughs> yeah. like, think, like close your eyes, picture football guy. You're canceled. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a slur. Like, you don't want to be called football guy. Like, oh, he's a real football guy. I mean, you know, who, who doesn't get called a football guy? The greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick. Like, do people call him a football guy? No. They call, they call goobers like Dan Campbell football guys. Football guys. It's, it's, not, it's not a compliment, Dan. It's, a, it's not a compliment, Dan Campbell.
1: You're a fucking rockhead, is what it is. You, have, you yeah. have rocks in your heads.
4: Yeah. And it's always guys like Bert Breer calling guys like Dan Campbell football guys. Like, I think, like, maybe we should be in on the joke. Like, Bert's slamming Campbell when he calls him a football guy. Anyway, that's my theory.
1: Bert's not smart enough to, to make a joke like that. I Fair trust enough. me on that Fair one. Enough. Fair Dan, enough. Dan, not Dan Campbell, but uh, Dan. Go ahead.
0: You know the thing that's especially galling with Campbell is how the the media's completely blocked out his previous experience head coaching a team. Miami. You know, mm-hmm. and, and they never hesitate to bring up the Cleveland years when it comes to Belichick. Oh,
1: that's, mm-hmm. that's a great like point. A com- great completely point.
0: clean slate.
1: No, it's it's the past doesn't exist. It's to be relitigated unless you're Bill Belichick, right? Unless you're the coach of the Patriots, and we're seeing that. We mentioned this in the last podcast as well. We're seeing this kind of reevolution of of Brady as a beloved figure and this social media creature. Now that he's out from the uh, the dastardly coach Bill, and he's free to be himself and be refreshing.
4: So, so Dan, uh, take your take your theory one step further. How often will Patricia's experience with Detroit? get mentioned right this season, every time, every yeah. time. And, and Dan Campbell's experience with Miami, you know, it's uh, nobody remembers that. That got memory hold. Right. So I, I, I think that that is a great point.
1: There, there are members of the, the media horde that covers the Patriots that loathe Matt Patricia for reasons oh, yeah. that, that aren't clear to me. So it, Rem- but it comes, it comes that- through. It comes through uh-huh. in the coverage of them. Go ahead, check Remember that
2: whole thing about Matt Patricia and you know when uh stafford's when stafford allegedly said that he didn't want to go anywhere he, he wanted to go anywhere but the patriots and that was the whole thing about <laughs> oh because of matt patricia being there and matt patricia's going to potentially be an assistant coach there and because of that yeah. he doesn't want to be there well yep. he's not and now it's all because of and i agree with john i think something with matt patricia just irks the media and Something something's going to give there as far as oh what's what's he? Re- I prepare yourselves to, to hear a story about what's Matt Patricia really doing? What is he? Doesn't <laughs> really have a title, so what's he really doing with the Patriots this season? Yeah. Is it Ernie Adams?
1: Out? Yeah, he's taking over for Ernie Adams as yeah. cheater and cheater in chief. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have no listener emails this week, guys. So I'm I'm going to start throwing it around the table for final thoughts. Uh, Dan. Uh, your final thought before we start to uh, end this mercifully.
0: Well, I want to mention, that in addition to uh, Nikhil Harry's great camp, I want to bring up that it seems like Sony Michelle is doing well as well. Yes,
1: yes, yes, and, yes.
0: And nothing would please me more to see those two just quiet everybody because there's there's so many haters for those two players.
1: The narrative's Any already been written for Michelle. I mean, he's a bust despite carrying a team to a Super Bowl championship largely on his shoulders. The Michelle thing the Mel- Michelle thing is great Scartelli, your final thoughts
3: I've got two uh, it's the eighth so happy birthday to Stidzy happy birthday Stidzy get well soon get and well also soon. A, uh, a, a correction it's Mike Reese apparently <laughs> I blame my friend Wayne's father for getting me the uh, wrong pronunciation <laughs> so nothing I can do about that except uh, except uh, take my take my dings so that you ding away. But right, take, uh Mike take your
1: lap. Reese. Mike Reese. Listen, we listen, we all have elephantitis of the tongue at times. No, no big worries there. Uh Shaq, your final thoughts.
2: Uh just wrapping up the thought about uh this well basically about the Celtics, uh all these celebrity callers need to go. Jump yes in preach jump in the lake and and I'm, I'm tired of it and especially ones who arch their eyebrows and go on twitter and go make videos about how like <laughs> how how they don't have any loser dna yeah you're you're you have loser dna because you're made of it because you call the radio station every five seconds
1: loser dna is what defines a celebrity caller i would i at least that's my definition of celebrity dna shack uh john do you have any thoughts any final thoughts before we end this pod the uh, end the pod
4: well we were talking earlier about the coverage in camp and you know we're, we're into toxic positivity on this pod so i, I do want to uh give a shout out w- what we may have to call i mean i gave nick cattle's a shout oh, here out here it is here's and, the, and, the the vouch and, of and death and is and
1: incoming I, I,
4: I know. And, and, you know, we talked about the cafeteria table and picking the right cafeteria table. And I just, I don't think he spent any time at the right cafeteria table in a while. So I, I felt bad about that. He's at but the I wanna... buffet
1: table with the dart.
4: <laughs> is it the, the fake Cuban cigar table? It sounds like, I don't know what that's all about. We're going to do a review on those cigars next podcast. So stay tuned for that. Um, but the the guy who's popping for me is who I think is doing a really good job is Andrew Callahan with the Herald. And I'm not a fan of the Herald because I'm owned by like a private equity firm and I don't trust any newspaper that's owned by a private equity firm. But he's doing like Mike Reese light kind of modified Mike Reese style coverage of the Pats so far. And I've been following his tweets and kind of keeping an eye on what he's been saying. He's been playing it very, very straight. Um, And I just think he's doing a good job. And anybody who's kind of emulating Mike Reese I don't care if anybody, if everybody's derivative of Mike Reese, we would have the best sports coverage in the entire country. Right. So being derivative of yeah. Mike Reese is, is a compliment and a good thing and a good way to approach your job. So he seems to be doing that. I haven't seen a lot of hot takey stuff from him. Um, and anyway, just wanted to give a, a kind of a shout out. I hope it continues because we could use more of that uh, in the, in the coverage of the team, less colleague, Karen, um, you know, a Garigian. You know, with with some of her stuff lately. So if he's if he's at the very least the best Pat's writer at the Herald, that's not saying a lot, but it's better than nothing.
3: We may have to parse things. It's not a vouch; it's a shout out.
4: A shout out. Uh, but, you know, it's the it's the vouch of death. Let's see if he can overcome the wham. What they used to call the whammy back a uh, hundred years
1: ago, right? Champ kind called it the whammy on, uh, in anchorman rights, but so Andrew, uh, Andrew Callahan, you're on the clock. Yeah. Uh, Give him a follow and and let's see how aidsy his timeline gets moving forward.
4: (laughs) It's all over. It's It's all over. He's going to be, he's going to spend a week with the Las Vegas review journal before we know
1: it. (laughs) It was a nice run while it lasted Andrew Callahan. (laughs) Well done. I, I, I have a final thought. Marky Post died over the weekend. And I know I can speak for for John, certainly. Marky Post and the Fall Guy, you would not want to have brought a black light into any of the Irons Brothers' bedrooms back in the day. a uh, Marky oh. Post, night, night court, fall guy, and outstanding as Mary's mom in the, the classic movie, There's something about Mary. Marky Post was 70 years old. Um, rest in peace, Marky Post. Let's let's look, we need to put some protective padding around all the bombshells of the 80s of the icons mm. of our youth so uh rest in peace night court didn't age very well uh dan fielding's character would probably be behind bars with <laughs> you know anyway at least at least beyond with chris hansen um so marky post one of the greats rest in peace uh we Indeed. have no as i as i mentioned we have no listener emails this week um entitled town at gmail.com Please send us please send us something. Come on now. Uh, entitletown at gmail.com. Uh the Twitter account is Entitletown. Uh John is at That John Irons. Shaq is Atomic Dog Fee 150 Pat Scartell on Twitter. And Dan is Patriots Daily. Uh thank you for listening. Uh, you can rate, review, subscribe if you would like. And in closing, as always, turn off your radios. And we're going to stay positive
0: all the way through and if you think i'm gonna uh, succumb to negativity you're wrong you got the wrong guy leading this basketball team